0: This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal.
1: Welcome back into the portal. I'm Amber Ray.
0: And I'm Andrew McKay. And welcome back to another installment of Film Friday here on ITP.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: this week we are discussing a film that, uh, yeah, quite frankly, is. One of the strangest so far. The strangest (laughs) so far, in my opinion.
1: Takes the cake, really. Takes the
0: cake so far, yeah. And it was suggested to us uh, by a brand new member in our Patreon community, um, Bradley Morris. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for the suggestion because it's awesome. I can't wait to talk about this movie.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: (laughs) Directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kotansky, And they were both um, co-wrote the screenplay as well, as far as I know.
1: I believe so. And
0: uh, starring a guy by the name of Aaron Poole. Mm -hmm. Who was super familiar, but we couldn't really find anything that uh, we recognized him from.
1: No. Which was odd. His face was familiar. His name was familiar. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though. Yeah, all of the credits that we saw like just on his bio were yeah. things that i don't think i've seen no it was so, one of those weird
0: things like this movie started messing with us right from the, right from the beginning even with that it was just,
1: one like, cool strange. side <laughs> fact though about this guy is that he is canadian so maybe really? maybe it was like some sort of like global television show that oh he my was god on you know what
0: that has to be it
1: <laughs> Totally. not that we watch those
0: <laughs> well we watch the ads for them sometimes we and, and roll our eyes but <laughs> <Not> <laughs> maybe,
1: other than maybe that, he was no. like a guest
0: character on murdoch mysteries or something oh i wonder
1: Actually, that's something might, like that that I we wonder. actually watch. You know what I mean? Totally. Anyways. Anyways,
0: so yeah, I mean, it for all of you listening, go watch the movie before you listen to this, as usual, mm-hmm. right? Lots of spoilers, and if you have watched it, the reason we're choosing it is pretty obvious. Um, this is a movie that is just a massive. It's yeah, it's a mind bender right from Mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, Just look
1: at the cover, right? You look at the cover, it's like this crazy triangle of light with like tentacles coming out of it and a cloaked figure just like before it all. Yeah. Pretty cool. Definitely. I I was instantly grabbed as soon as I saw that. I was like, okay, this fits with the themes of the show, I think.
0: Definitely <laughs> does. I mean, obviously, we're super attracted to anything occult, and then you toss yep. that dash of, like, weird sci-fi paranormal on top of it, and it's just, like, awesome. Like, you do, it doesn't get any better.
1: The tentacles are so Lovecraftian, oh. and it honestly kind of reminded me of The Nameless Horror of Berkeley Square. Like, yes. that one picture especially, like, the more, the one from Cryptopia, I believe we sourced it from. Yeah. It's so creepy, man. Definitely. So cool.
0: There's a few other comparisons, too, to other, like, you know, sci-fi horror mm-hmm. films as well we'll make throughout this but um do you want yeah you want to run through the plot line
1: well yeah for all of you listening who haven't actually checked out the film yet um just give you a brief plot description here so essentially what we're dealing with is um a rural police officer who is our main character played by aaron pool his name is uh daniel smith i believe i can't remember his last name but it was daniel danny yeah danny boy yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he's pretty awesome yeah <laughs> he he's has a some sweet great therapist.
0: lines very <laughs> likable right from the beginning i'll say yeah
1: Anyways, he um, finds a bloodied man on the side of the highway. Uh, It's kind of a slow night on the shift, and he is uh, basically just chilling out and randomly comes upon this Mm -hmm. and essentially transports him to what I would call a desolate hospital. It almost seems like it's in the process of being shut down, but it's kind of vague, right? It's almost as if they're... Because they're packing up everything, right? All the files, everything, all the supplies. And so essentially it's just like a skeleton crew um, Mm -hmm. for staff, And he brings this guy, this prisoner, essentially. He doesn't even know what's wrong with him. He's incredibly bloody. And, um, yeah, essentially all hell breaks loose after he arrives at the hospital. And they quickly realize they've sort of been trapped by these strange cult-like hooded figures with triangles over their face area. Yeah and it essentially turns into sort of like a gateway to hell and they just sort of descend further and further into this pit of despair and just grossness you're
0: hitting on like a million talking points with that right it's
1: just (laughs) so
0: juicy it's so juicy it really is um yeah then yeah like you said these weird cult figures basically like dressed like the kkk but with these weird black triangle things kind of
1: sort of similar because they're white but they don't have the the pointed hats
0: no point just Mm -hmm. yeah but just uh the same face like just the eyes, eye holes, and, like, just very ominous-looking figures for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't think they were really going for the KKK look. No, It was more so... Just cult. Exactly. And it was a way to accentuate the triangle symbology that's on their face. definitely. Which we'll get into, because I thought that was very interesting. There's a lot of different connotations and um, insinuations you can draw from that. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really like, though... And normally this kind of annoys me is the fact that it was kind of vague. They don't give any specificities as far as the cult they belong to, the god they're worshipping, all this kind of stuff. It's really vague.
0: Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, right. And I guess it's just because of the pace of the film. Like, we were talking about this the other day, like how... I was kind of disappointed in that too, a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah it's a, it is vague, but you mm-hmm. don't have a chance in the narrative to like get those details because it's kind of like a Dawn of the Dead situation where it's just like, bing, bang, boom. Now you're trapped in a hospital and you got to survive. You <laughs> Don- know what I mean?
1: Yeah, very Dawn of the Dead. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of unfortunate, but also very exciting because it worked that way for a
1: totally action. And it's interesting because, like, in the first little bit of the film, I wasn't sure if we were going to be dealing with exclusively like a cult sort of thing or if there was going to be some sort of supernatural element. I was waiting for the tentacles because you see those on the cover, right? Right. And then, as soon as you get those, like, that to me was like solidified the fact that obviously we're dealing with something that is of otherworldly means or something that these people are tapping into. Right. But it's very vague, right? Like they're literally just like very strangely stoic and still for the most part until they, until the one guy rushes, um, Daniel, the police officer. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, he obviously gets stabbed. He gets stabbed a lot. He, he gets stabbed in he the get, neck. He gets stabbed in the back. What else happens to him? He gets... <laughs>
0: He, he definitely is pretty ringer. tough throughout the whole... Yeah, he's like almost gets his head chopped off by mm-hmm. the guy with the fire axe that breaks in and is definitely right. not friendly with them at the beginning there.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: let's backtrack. Can, is it, yeah. it cool if I backtrack to the definitely. beginning? So, like something that I kind of realized thinking about this movie after the fact that I didn't pick up on initially. So the very beginning of the film, you get this weird scene before Daniel's on the side of the road and picks up this, like what he thinks is just like a tweaker that mm-hmm. stumbled out of the woods. Like that has a head injury basically. Right. And he yeah. thinks whatever has happened to this guy, I don't know. But there's this weird scene before where you're given a little hint of, the, that's the only real hint of the cult that you're given at the very beginning mm-hmm. where the two guys that end up coming into the hospital are like, burning this chick and chasing after this tweaker guy that daniel finds and it's kind of it's still very confusing you're not really sure Mm -hmm. but like the one thing i didn't realize right off the bat and i picked it up later was daniel calls into dispatch but all the hospitals are like too far away or too busy or something like that right and the only one that he can get into is the whatever the uh, mars county general that's Mm -hmm. being closed up like like we said, skeleton Weirdly. crew, packing it up, really bizarre. Why right? would
1: you send him there?
0: And of course we find out right off, right off the bat that his ex-wife right. is works at this hospital. Probably the reason why he doesn't want to go there mm-hmm. right off the bat, right? But he is talking to somebody on the dispatch and he says, call ahead and tell them I'm coming because they only have a skeleton crew. So yeah. Call Call ahead. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and nobody called them. And I didn't pick up on that. He was like, nobody told you? And they weren't prepared for him at all. Mm. And I'm like, who's on the other end of that dispatch line?
1: Mm, that That's interesting. That's a really good point. And that kind of brings into play what I would call the Shyamalan twist of this yeah. film. There was a lot of twists, though. Like in, and this isn't really a Shyamalan twist because it's not right at the end. It's more so like in the first third of the movie, and that's when we are introduced to the main villain character. Right. Which no one suspects, right? Like, I didn't suspect that for a moment. I just thought he was going to be dead yeah just another
0: victim right so So can we recap quick just so everyone understands yeah exactly yeah Yeah,
1: that's what i was gonna do okay cool so essentially we get um daniel entering the hospital like you said Mm -hmm. um no one's prepared for him they they try and deal with it as best they can obviously and then we get the introduction of these two other characters right which in the imbd like character list they're just called the father and the son which it kind of comes into play with the whole triangle thing, which I'll get into in a little bit here. But anyways, interesting. Mm. Um, But anyways, yeah, so their characters come into the hospital, kind of chaos ensues with that. But before all that even happens, we get Nurse Bev. Right. So Nurse Bev ends up having what looks to be a psychotic breakdown. (laughs) Ends up taking her own face off and basically mutilating one of the hospital patients beyond recognition. Um, That was
0: a disturbing scene.
1: That was really disturbing. That was, again, a a moment of body horror that I, yeah, viewer discretion is advised. (laughs) But she says something interesting. She says, it's not me. It's not my face. Right. And then uh, she goes after Daniel, the police officer. So she ends up shooting her. So, okay. So we get that happen. And then he has this weird moment where he goes into the bathroom and he's basically, like, he starts vomiting. He's going through, yeah, some sort of, like, trauma of himself and shock. And then he has this moment where he looks in the mirror and you get that sort of, like, almost similar to what a bomb sounds like when, um like, you know, like, that ringing yeah. sound. And yep. he, like, looks and it's, like, very, like, it's almost like a dislocation of himself. Like, he, like, is looking but he's not seeing himself, maybe. It was
0: almost like he was being shook, like a vibration mm. and your vision is, like, blurred.
1: Exactly. And then he passes out. Yeah. And then when he wakes up, um, he's kind of thrown into another sort of like his his ex wife is over top of him, and the doctor's looking at him, and then and then this whole chaotic thing ensues with the um, the father and the son breaking into the hospital, which is bizarre, right? How do they how do they know where to find them?
0: Well, I guess they they were just they must have followed the tweaker dude to the edge of the woods and seen a cop car driving away and thinking he must be going to a hospital.
1: Another thing we hear all throughout the film is that sort of like deep bellowing sort of like calling is kind of what it comes across as as if it's drawing more and more of the cult uh figures towards the hospital so maybe it's the same force compelling uh, the father and the son towards the same and, it, and not to mention there was some sort of strange vortexy thing happening in the sky above that seemed to be turning into sort of a triangle like shape so maybe that was kind of directing them too it's almost like the star of david <laughs> A much darker version.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no no kidding. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we get to Nurse Bev, and then we get to the scene where, essentially, we get the killing of the doctor, right? There's this whole big argument in the main sort of ER area of the hospital between, sort of a standoff between the father and the son who break into the hospital, and then the crew that's already there. So the skeleton staff and Daniel, the police officer, and the tweaker, who takes um, a girl hostage, um
0: we missed the part where the state trooper shows up though right
1: oh that's true too he did manage to show up and he tell, relates that there's some sort of bloodbath yeah which was strange right
0: so he state trooper shows up just before this stuff happens daniel has shot nurse bev and that's why the state trooper's mm-hmm. there um and he's like well wow, what a shit show this is like no. you're basically saying your dad would be disappointed in you mm-hmm. um because this is clearly a small town everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that state trooper doesn't last too long in this in this movie. <laughs> no, um, he
1: doesn't. Nurse Bev gets him, right? <laughs> or the creature that takes <laughs> over Nurse Bev. <Beth. laughs>
0: so these two guys, the father and son character, yeah, all they want at the beginning is they just want this kid because they claim that this kid is a part of this cult that slaughtered their family. Yeah, and th- but it's weird though the way they make it seem is that it's not his dad the way they make it seem is that he's like protecting the kid. Yeah,
1: because he even says, right, the father says at one point, I came across this kid right. and I saved him, his entire family, just, so
0: Yeah, it's an odd...
1: It was a strange sort of lack of character development in that area. Mm-hmm. I didn't really stop and contemplate it too hard though, because I was It was just almost like... on
0: purpose though, like just, just because just to be confusing
1: mm-hmm. that's kind of
0: like what a lot of this movie is like it is just a mind bender b- yeah. just for the sake of it.
1: Exactly. Because
0: we the next thing we get to here is Nurse bev yeah she ain't dead no um because it's not really nurse bev anymore Mm-mm-mm. and spoiler alert i don't really care because it came on 2011 <laughs> go watch the thing but that's essentially what we get here yeah is like this bizarre amalgamous massive monstrosity of tentacles and disgusting <laughs> pus, mass gross craziness
1: don't even really know <laughs> like you're
0: just looking at it and you're like no what
1: what (laughs) happened yeah what oh nurse Bev yeah
0: should have taken your eHarmony profile picture a few minutes ago eh, before that happened it just just doesn't look good Uh, no so
1: and it's very bizarre right okay so we get her transformation and then what you get is essentially this standoff happening and then some violence and essentially the doctor gets stabbed in the neck with yep. like some sort of scalpel, scalpel yep. and uh and then you see him as everyone's still uh, bickering and the chaos is still ensuing you see the tentacles reach out and grab the doctor and drag him back through <laughs> the double doors and awesome. at the time you're like "Ooh, like that's definitely the end of you now buddy yeah. but um turns out he is our lovely villain <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: which
1: is bizarre did not suspect that at all no
0: no. So. And meanwhile, the cult is just surrounded the hospital and they're yeah. not coming in. No. And they make that comment at this point basically being like, I can't remember who makes it actually, but it's, you know, you know, they're being kept in there. Yeah. Like they're, 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 they're not poisonous. trying to get in. They're trying to keep us from leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we get a comment later in the film about how, I mean, obviously it's a cult of something. They're worshiping something. They're following something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why aren't they wanting to be down in there, a part of it, you know, I don't know. Why like, aren't they? Like, why like, are they, it's not, like, the the people trapped in the hospital aren't made to look like sacrifices at the beginning, and it kind of turns into that. It kind of turns into that throughout the film where the, the doctor's, like, using them as sacrifices, but the cult isn't, like, taking them as sacrifices. No. Yet they're quarantining them in the hospital. Yeah. It's kind of this
1: odd. That is actually a very weird sort of juxtaposition because they... You're exactly right. They don't actually go after anyone in particular except for Allison, the ex-wife of the police officer. Um, She's kind of singled out as, like, the mother is how she's described. Um, And then you get the pregnant chick. Yeah. So that's another twist, too, because essentially all the (laughs) other characters, all the side characters that little uh, Kim, uh, the assistant... Who almost gives her frigging um, oh what's it called a, a C section? <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of crazy. Okay, and then you get the grandfather who obviously has nothing to do with it and gets his throat slit by his own granddaughter. Yeah, and then you get um, the son right who ends up being chased by that one beast at the very end, but then it disappears, so he gets away. So all these people are just they're they're just like excessive whatever. Yeah. I feel as though the main focus is on. Daniel for whatever reason because he's maybe more vulnerable because of his loss because he, he's almost equated with the doctor's loss of his daughter and that whole yeah, thing. They in the that yeah they have that conversation. Yeah they have that weird like mind conversation and then and yeah and then obviously the 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 vessel right the pregnant chick who mm-hmm. ends up birthing this Crazy again, like a four-legged monstrosity. It almost looks like half gorilla, half tentacle. It looks like Cthulhu or something.
0: Yep, and pretty then, much. But not it. It looked like Cthulhu, but combined with like the, the baby alien from which one was that? With the one that gets sucked out yeah, into the Yeah, in, in resurrection. Alien it, resurrection. It kind of looked like mm-hmm.
1: that. Actually, yeah, I have several references to like in my notes here to Alien Resurrection because of the um, the scenes where um, Allison is converted into that um, birthing monstrosity that's all tentacled and just yeah. like everywhere. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then that too, right? right. Yeah, like the yeah. It's just there was a lot of parallels to a lot of different things. Oh like, yeah,
0: lots of horror movie parallels for sure. You know what's interesting about references?
1: Like, almost like they're just like hearkening back. Oh, it's like yeah. a you know yeah,
0: almost in a. Almost in a tribute kind of a way.
1: that's exactly You know what I mean? Like yeah. that
0: that's the word you're looking for. Eh? They
1: had that yeah, exactly. What Throwback. I was gonna
0: say though is just like the um the birthing scene where yeah, you get this monstrosity out of the pregnant chick. Um, that was a weird scene because he this you know, once they Okay, we're kind of, you know, we're getting ahead and going back, but that's mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Um, you know, they've descended down this crazy journey into the the, the void, mm-hmm. hence the name, yeah. and found this demigod-like figure or whatever. But that point before she gives birth to that monster, he, like, instantaneously implants it in her. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, now you are this. And then she all of a sudden is almost, like, snapped out of this weird trance that she was in, mm-hmm. and she's, like, all freaked out, and we get these all this body horror throughout the whole film but it's not Lots bad like not body horror like saw or something like that mm. it's like good like it's good body horror like um
1: it's 80s throwback thick, body almost, horror. almost yeah like that mm. and the then, gore yeah and just... she's
0: getting like these flashes of like just this weird like goopy red Bloody mess of like you thing. don't know what you're even looking at right and it's tearing
1: um, her apart essentially yeah, what yeah. it looks like because
0: and then, and then it just bursts out and that's
1: It's just this massive thing, (laughs) which is like, essentially is just, (laughs) yeah, instantaneously like amalgamated inside of her and then birthed out of her.
0: Do you want to talk about the actual portal in the void when they start to descend in?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you mean, like, just, like, the series of triangles they see along the way, and um, it's basically, like, like a trail of breadcrumbs, so to speak. A
0: weird, paranormal, messed-up trail of
1: breadcrumbs, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have a triangle portal, which is interesting. It seems to be the force that's controlling everything. Like, it's almost like this... I don't even know.
0: It's an ancient, fo- like, he makes that comment, he's like, there are things that are older than time. There,
1: and that's yeah. basically
0: not a crazy, you know, whatever. There's That reminds me of, like, a Disney song where it's like, tales as old as time, <laughs> like, something <laughs> But, like, so it's not like that's a crazy, unique line in a movie or anything, but it, it is kind of messed up when you think about that. Because like yeah. we only perceive things within how we you know we it's can, unfathomable it's unfathomable mm-hmm. yeah
1: it really is like, it's a very good way to put it though things older than time so things that exist outside of that framework right. the the rules the laws that govern our physical reality yeah um but yeah so the triangles very very interesting you that's the first thing you see in the film um it's also the first. The last thing you see before the cut to the opening credits. And then again, it's the very last thing you see at the end of the movie. That enormous pyramid of a triangle that's kind of blotting out the sun. It's almost like uh, an eclipse or something. Yeah. It's kind of how you... So anyways, I had to pull up, obviously, some little tidbits on triangles and just the mythology and the symbology of it. And... uh... Everyone is probably fairly familiar with this. The idea of like triangles being associated with trinities. Uh, it's very convenient. It's got the three sides, the three corners, often equated with uh, the father, the son, the Holy Ghost in, yeah. in Christian mythology, that type of thing. Um, this is interesting though. In Greek uh, mythology, in that tradition, the triangle is seen, this is a, a quote here. The triangle seen as the Delta Gif, Gilf, Guilf? Glyph? Glyph, sorry. Glyph. <laughs> <Guilf. laughs> oh, Glyph. She was bad. real guilt. Someone's going to get some good laughs. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's uh, symbolic of a doorway. Okay. So, and then also, um, in mystic teachings and in numerology and stuff, it's three, this idea of like three or a trinity or whatever is the birthing of wisdom.
0: Huh. And that is kind of how this weird demigod character preaches what he's controlling.
1: Exactly. Is that he's
0: tapped into this ancient wisdom where there's no such thing as death. Yet his version of not dying is like just this literally hell on Not on earth, but in between.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the guy
0: makes that comment when they're descending down and they reach that spot where it's basically his experiments, right? Mm -hmm. He makes that comment to Allison on the table where he's just like, that's the reason that this hospital burnt down was because of mm. them trying to die but they can't and so they crazy. basically find these yeah a room full of animate corpses yeah. rotting d- decay whatever in various
1: states of decay yeah. and and exposed and and there's the one that's like literally slamming its head into repeatedly a <laughs> into a pipe going all the way through and then he turns and looks at them and it's just the camera goes the angle goes yeah. right through his head Pretty to awesome. the group <laughs> it's like that's an awesome visual yeah. like i was i was disturbed to say the yeah. least but it's kind of funny right it didn't keep me up at night
0: <laughs> no it was just fun disturbing like it, it was, was entertaining you it know was. what that reminded me of to uh draw parallels to another to the ru- uh, not sorry not the ruins um the ritual um the room with all those bodies that are like mummified that are like still kind of alive but mm-hmm. like aren't really like just made to worship the deity till mm-hmm. the end kind of a similar Definitely.
1: Yeah, the, the time is suspended, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Uh, it's super interesting, though. Like, I went into more of this whole triangle stuff, too. There was one that I found. It's called the Valknut, or val Valnut? I don't know. Anyways, it's of Mor- Norse mythology. Sorry, guys. I can't pronounce things. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, there's this thing, and it's basically three interlocking triangles, and it's exclusively used um, and associated with this cult of the dead. And yeah, and so this Valknut or whatever you want to call it, has much to do with death and the transition from life to death and back again. The power of Odin to bind and unbind. Very cool. Uh, So again, right? Another sort of play on that. And of course, we got the Illuminati here too. So (laughs) can't 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 do an episode of Triangles with (laughs) Illuminati popping in. But essentially, yeah, like uh, triangle, pyramid, sun symbolism is very... Um, important. A lot of conspiracy theories surround that. Yeah. But essentially, this was another interesting quote. Um, it says here the three sides of the triangle represent the number three. And this concept is used in uh, gematria, uh, the ancient Biblia- Bibl- Babylonian, sorry, slash Hebrew numerology practice that assigns numbers to words or letters. The number three is the number of the divine, showing the union of male and female that create a third being. It is the number of manifestation. To make something happen. So that's what that guy is trying to do, right? Yeah. Like, he is trying to manifest his daughter back from the dead. So, this is like, his, and in his doing entire, so, he's
0: lost his mind, obviously. Well,
1: exactly. Like, like, he's trying to defy the boundaries of life and death, and in doing so, I would say he's crossed into something blasphemous, some sort of realm of monstrosity and yeah. unnatural powers. Like, yes. and that's essentially, and he is completely just. Um, himself i feel like he's been manipulated and just like uh, deceived by it all too right? right and i almost think in his mind he's seeing the same delusion that um daniel is seeing when he goes to his wife who is now like this monstrosity birthing mother thing and sees her in her pure form as like a mother about to give birth to a human baby right. kind of thing and it's, it's very pure um uh, facade in front of him it's just a you know a mirage so maybe that's what he's seeing, right? Maybe he's just as deceived and convinced. Maybe. Who knows? I don't that's know. a cool
0: thought. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know what I really want to tie this to? Um, and this is what this re- it reminded me of our underworld of Giza episode. And just a lot of the the duot and this idea of the underworld yeah. and things like that. Because the monsters of the underworld. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and the key and, and a key point about that, the monsters, is that with the do and the pathway to the underworld, people were given like essentially like a book of the, you know, the book of the dead, right? You were given a series of things you had to be able to know how to do tasks and things that you needed to be totally. good at to like mm-hmm. get through.
1: It's like a handbook.
0: And a handbook, right? And I feel like in this case, it's a journey, right? That's the point of it, right? You mm. need to be able to know the steps along the journey we're given a journey in this movie of essentially a symbolic, you know, uh, descent into hell, so to speak. Although although it's not really hell because it's not matching up with, like, whatever modern religious conceptions of hell or whatever. But, like, maybe that's kind of what this is, right? Like, the doctor essentially would be, like, a person traveling the Duat without the book and you end up like this because you don't know how to get through these nasty powers and weird stuff. That's
1: interesting. And you don't know
0: how to harness this stuff properly and you end up being consumed by these evil forces because we are given this journey, right? And it's very similar to that.
1: Exactly. So I feel as though Daniel is, yeah, he's going through those same things and... Just the doctor himself, right? He makes that comment. He says, it's interesting what pathways open up when you look for them. Yes. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but it was something, something along, along, those, along line. those lines. And so that, to me, again, yeah, speaks to that this journey. Like, it was into like, the interesting
0: depths. what you can find when you go looking.
1: Yeah, that's what he said. Something
0: along Mm -hmm. that line, right? Yeah. Mm And then, of course, to tie it into that, the idea of the Duat in ancient Egyptian mythology as well is, of course, the obvious thing, the triangles. Yeah. And the idea, the the symbolism of the pyramids. Exactly. And, yeah. (laughs) And, And the fact that they are quite possibly way more important and powerful for different reasons than we... (laughs) <laughs> usually think, right?
1: Totally. So going back to that then, yeah, so the portal is this triangle, right? This light infused triangle that's very um dynamic, I would say. Yeah. So essentially what we get is a, a one last push on the part of Daniel to kind of like I don't want to say like man up but essentially like kind of that you know where he's like trying to be like I can do this I can I can create this closure and I can maybe in a sense make my dad brown because there's that whole sort of sideline whatever narrative but so essentially he just he he takes the demigod dude and just shoves him through the portal yeah and then it closes it up
0: on, on him too
1: and the question I have, okay, so we see that, we see the closure, we see the hideous monstrosity that's his daughter, in big air quotes, disappear, right? Mid-chase with the son, because the, the father has been kind of like yeah. burned alive, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so they disappear. Do All the cult people disappear too, right?
0: Yeah, because the void's gone, which may, you're left to wonder if they're even real.
1: Yeah, exactly. So who were they? Were they just, like, these strange minions? Yeah, there's, like, like
0: hundreds of them. You're made to think, like, this is the entire town. And that comes back to the dispatch thing I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, the conspiracy element there. Because it's, like, yeah, how intentional was this? Like, and how far does this reach, essentially? The the only
0: thing about that that maybe doesn't make sense, like, that the dispatch person is involved is just, like, maybe they couldn't get through to the hospital.
1: But my question is, like, what if there was no dispatch person at all? What if his signal's being interfered by the doctor already? Because right. the doctor ends up taking... He, he, he reverts to phone lines, right, to communicate. I don't think he's actually on a phone on the other end of the right. line. Right. So I think he's able to manipulate things like that right. using these sort of demigod-like powers that he's um, got from this strange force.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Strange
1: very strange so then we get this whole image at the very end where daniel essentially closes the portal thing him and his wife are seen together in good health mind you right like yeah, she's he's not perfectly fine back exactly he's totally fine and they're just left like in this dream like desolate realm where there's just it's like it's just
0: like blowing sands mm-hmm. and just a series of pyramids
1: like, tons of pyramids behind them, and then the big one blotting out. It's, like, literally, like, Mount Fuji, and uh, it's...
0: But just this massive pyramid, it is just that, yeah. What, what is, what is up with that? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. Like It's like I... a
1: total eclipse, right? Like, it's right. what it kind of looks like. I love it, though. Like, I, I I love that it makes me wonder. It doesn't give me all the answers, yeah. but it is satisfying,
0: but you Still. are left to wonder, it's like, so are they just left to wander for all of eternity in this weird purgatory dreamlike state of essentially like the almost like the upside down of Stranger Things, except yeah. desert instead of snow?
1: <laughs> yeah, no floating fluffs of things in the air. It's I, just it's just wind.
0: That's a terrifying thought. And what happened to the dude? Like, was right. he destroyed because he, at that point he had he was almost like this demigod-like figure and and existed only in the transfer point between the void and and the mm. regular world, because that's just it. The the creature daughter thing gets like squished and crushed and killed or just disappears or whatever within the void. There's a the the void is the descent between. The upstairs of the hospital where the guy mm-hmm. at the end escapes, mm-hmm. and then the portal where they go into, yeah. and all that in between disappears. Mm-hmm. Like that was so cool that part where the the young Asian girls on the phone or on the walkie, mm-hmm. and it, and he's like, "What about the second set of stairs?" And she's like, "So yeah. confused," and she's like, "There's only one set of stairs."
1: Yeah, he's like, "We're going down." She's and like, now it's going like down? this thing
0: is opened up.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a really good. So point that to make.
0: is the void. The void isn't the portal that they get to at the triangle. That's that's the portal.
1: Exactly. The
0: void is this weird space in between
1: so because of that opening that aperture that is the triangle is yeah exactly that so it's almost like this medium realm in between right in on each side of this portal that's really cool actually because I I totally yeah that kind of escaped me
0: and that's (laughs) why those things can't die Because they're just existing in that that space in between, right?
1: Totally. And it
0: is totally playing on, like, the ideas of purgatory, I guess.
1: Definitely playing on that, for sure. You know. The living dead, all of that, right? Definitely. Kind of reminded me of um, The Walking Dead, like, those scenes in the darkness. Yeah. And the the yellow lighting. There's a lot of yellow lighting. And just hospital scenes, right? Just the spooky
0: classic hospital flicking lights. And, yeah. I I honestly, like, what was your favorite scene in the movie? I have to ask you.
1: I had a Your lot favorite part,
0: of, I guess, favorite moment.
1: I <laughs> I really liked the scene where he ends up um, slaughtering Allison or whatever she's become. And it's just this really long scene through. You see him just going over and over again with the axe through the doorway the, with the window in the door. And it just goes further and further back into blackness. Yeah that is a cool scene and you
0: keep getting the little splatter a little mm. bit more splatter each each thrust on mm-hmm. the window as as it fades back and it
1: feels like there's a, a distinct lack of sound too it's a very yeah. quiet moment and it's it's very effective in that yeah. way i really like that it's yeah. hard for me to choose an actual favorite i don't know what about you
0: honestly that's that was definitely up there for me too i i thought that was so effective it just balanced the but like the super graphic stuff that you do get to mm-hmm. because there's the scene where there is this basically the same thing those the two guys the father and son character type dudes hacking up the first monster allison or i'm sorry not allison um nurse
1: oh nurse bev nurse
0: bev um and uh danny's just laying on the ground basically like and the look on his face is just like how do you even process that you know what i mean like i
1: don't even know i don't
0: even know I don't know. It's hard to yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a question I have um before we wrap this up. Um what are your thoughts on the idea um of the father and the son and their efforts to destroy the two tweakers? Like were they just um convinced that they were part of the cult or were they convinced that they were actually monsters already themselves? Or, like, what was the point? Because they just douse her with gasoline after shooting her. And she seems to be just a victim in all of this, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. it's just bizarre to me to think... That's a good question. That they, they felt they had to do this, and they came to the hospital specifically to get the dude. The tweaker dude. Yeah. So that, to me, was kind of a little bit confusing.
0: It was almost like they didn't even really know what they were doing. They were just, like the only thing they could do at that point that's why it had that dawn of the dead vibe where oh, it was yeah. almost like there's nothing left to end do except for seek revenge against this guy mm-hmm. like yeah end of the almost like yeah end of the world type scenario where yeah they're just he they don't even quite know what they're getting they don't know what they're getting into either they have no idea oh and they then know. they're they end up going through the the descent with danny too and kind of figure it figuring it out along the way
1: mm-hmm. i don't even
0: know i think it was just revenge. I think it was yeah. just a just straight revenge and the the kid probably didn't want it. You know what I mean? He didn't seem like he wanted to but of course he couldn't talk the no. whole film which is another interesting thing having oh, a main yeah. character that doesn't speak the entire movie.
1: Yeah,
0: because his vocal cords had been messed up.
1: Was that it?
0: Yeah, by the people that killed his family. Oh, right. So he can't speak. So that was kind of unique, too. Overall, I, I overall I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a really great movie. I would definitely recommend it.
1: I would, too. Yeah, I thought it was very effective. Like we said, there's tons of throwbacks. Um, another quick throwback that I had here. Um, once Dr. Richard Powell, the main uh, demigod, uh, whatever guy, he peels off his skin. Like, there's a, a very, like, elongated scene where you see him over the sink, and there's, like, you know, you can tell he's doing something weird. And then it ends up he has basically peeled off his face. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, once he's actually fully revealed, though, as this sort of, like, grotesque, like, gargoyle-like black monster type thing, <laughs> yeah. he very much reminded me of the monster from Jeepers Creepers. I thought that yeah. was that was definitely a throwback a little bit to that. Like, definitely. not not very much so in the way that he was, like, super, super no, bat-like, no, you're but right. there was a lot of reminiscent, like, similarities. No, like, similarities. super
0: angular, uh, angular cheekbones mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, totally, where it's, like, it's gaunt, but it also looks strong.
1: Yeah, strong. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, then yeah. that's what
0: that Jeepers a Creepers demon looks like.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah,
0: lots of crossovers. We we touched on like the the thing: Jeepers Creepers, mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, um, uh, Alien Resurrection,
0: uh, uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, um, <laughs> <laughs> and a few <laughs> and a few others. Yeah, no, this was a fun one. Thanks again um, for all well, to everybody. Yeah, who's thanks out, Bradley. Uh, yeah, thanks Bradley, and mm-hmm. to everybody who's um, tossed in suggestions. We love it. So keep them coming. Yeah, and um,
1: don't be afraid to toss out ones that are like a little bit lighter too. Like, yeah. Into stuff like um, what we do in the shadows. Uh, what was that other one that I said we have to do that's a little bit lighter?
0: Ooh, I mean.
1: Oh man, I can't remember. I, I want know. to do like
0: Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, that was. So would be somebody suggested so we can do it and a <laughs> your out for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thank you guys so much for listening to this installment, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days, and we'll let you guys know on Sunday what the next uh, film is going to be.
1: Yeah. So until, until then. then. <laughs>